Hello, this is John Beasley welcoming you to the 16th Harmony UK podcast, reflecting, as always, the exciting world of British barbershop harmony singing. And it's a world that's changing. We have always allowed female membership. The difference has been all we have done is create a mixed chorus competition. We'll hear from all three barbershop organisations on the BAB's decision to welcome female singers into its ranks. Plus, what could doctors learn from barbershoppers? We're seeing young doctors burn out, and perhaps in a, in a separate conversation I'd say that barbershop can save the NHS. And singers all at sea. The launch of a brand new Harmony Cruise. This is going to be eight days of education and singing and music and all of that type of stuff. Sit down, you're rocking the board, rocking the board, rocking the board, rocking the board. But first, come with me to Mid Sussex, to the town of Burgess Hill, about two thirds of the way from London down to Brighton. Behind me, here in the King's Church Centre in Burgess Hill, something pretty new is happening in the world of British Barbershop. Let's uh, go in and find out more. What you're hearing is a rehearsal for a brand new women's barbershop chorus. They're called the Harmony Corporation, and what's so unusual is that the decision to start this chorus was taken by the Sussex Harmonisers Club affiliated to BABS, the British Association of Barbershop Singers. Now, until recently, BABS' main focus has been the promotion of barbershop singing among men. True, women could join as chorus directors or associate members, but they couldn't sing with a BABS club. The rules were changed in September, and this chorus, the Harmony Corporation, was formed even before that. So what's going on? Well, Mark Grindle is the director of both the Sussex Harmonisers and the new Harmony Corporation. We formed the Harmony Corporation in January this year. Uh, It was based on a discussion within the Sussex Harmonisers about 18 months ago, I think now, where uh, Teresa and I, Teresa's my lead section leader, um, and I, we've always wanted to start a new ladies' barbershop chorus. And we spoke to the management team from the Sussex Harmonisers, and um, they agreed to support the formation of a new chorus. And that discussion developed into, well, why don't we have a joint organisation? So one organisation that has male and female members with their own choruses, and then that expanded even further, and next year, at some point, we'll be forming a mixed chorus, and a completely separate entity, all under the same banner, all under the uh, aegis of the one organisation. This is still quite unusual in British Barbershop. What did you think the advantages were to having male and female singers within uh, the one club? Well, firstly, I've always been a little bit bothered that we have these uh, strict delineations I don't have a problem with uh, separate choruses performing and competing, especially in their own gender, against each other. Um, but I've always wondered why we've had these bastions of male dominance or all these, these areas where we're basically women only. And I thought, well, hang on a minute, we've got an opportunity here to do something which kind of makes sense as far as I'm concerned, where you can have a one location, one place where you can go, where anybody, no matter what your gender, no matter what your ability, can get involved in harmony singing. That was the background to it. 
And the ladies who've joined you, are, are they are they people who've sung in other choruses before or are a lot of them new to Barbershop Harmony? Well, of our, I think, roughly 20, 26, 27 members, uh, we've only got two who have ever sung Barbershop before. And of the remainder, I think there's only about four who have ever sung in any kind of chorale before. And they are extremely, I think the best way to describe it is enthusiastic. And uh, uh, how long have you been a member here? I've been with them since the beginning, so since January. How did you hear about them? I actually had been looking for a choir of some sort for at least a year and a half. So I've always been on the internet trying to find different things. And I just came across something on Facebook that said that they existed. And then I found a leaflet in Hayes Heath Library, actually, that said if you're do you love to sing are you a woman do you want to join a new a new chorus and I thought that sounds exciting so um so I came along tried it and absolutely loved it what is it that you particularly like about it I like the level of challenge because it's not too challenging so that somebody who hasn't done it before can't get into it but it's also not really easy so it it creates a sort of a nice balance between me needing to try really hard to get it right so it's an achievement but it's not too difficult so I come away feeling frustrated. (laughs) In other areas of of, of choral singing of course it is quite usual to have uh, women and men in the same club uh, very often singing in the same choir. In barbershop at least in this country not so up until very very recently. Are you aware as you come along here that that this is probably quite a new thing particularly for the fellas? Yeah I think I wasn't really aware of of it before I came here. Um, I mean I, I was aware of the fact that barbershop as a term felt quite male dominated but when as soon as I joined this it was made clear that this was something that was quite new and that was really exciting yeah and I and I I like the fact that we have two two separate ones and we come together sometimes but really we're, we're doing our own thing and that we're almost kind of as you said shaping the female barbershop uh, side of things. So what has the reaction been from the existing women's barbershop organisations? Uh, between them, LABS, the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers, and Sweet Adeline's Region 31, known as the Quartet of Nations, represent around 4,000 women who already sing barbershop in the UK. Elaine Hamilton is team coordinator at Region 31. To be perfectly honest, I wasn't surprised. I think it follows on from the Barbershop Harmony Society's decision um, they they have it under the, the tagline Everyone in Harmony and um, it didn't surprise me really that Babs uh, decided to do the same thing. We weren't consulted to be honest, I, I, I don't think I would really expect to have been. I might have expected them to consult with labs because their judging systems are the same pretty much so it's easier for them to collaborate than it is with us because we have a different judging system. But it doesn't surprise me and I think it, it offers options to people and, you know, people will pay their money and take their choice, really. And at Labs, the chairman, Deborah Lamble, also believes that the Babs' decision to accept women was a reflection of a similar one last summer by the Barbershop Harmony Society in North America. We're not particularly surprised because they're following in the footsteps of BHS. And I've had long conversations with BHS in the summer. And it's kind of, I'm not surprised that they decided to do this. 
However, they have at the moment said that, you know, they are not going to start running a women's competition. And I don't think they could, to be perfectly honest. I think it would be very expensive. And I don't know that they would, you know, want to do that. So in actual fact, when we talked about it, it's not really going to affect labs. And labs at this particular time have no interest in admitting men. (laughs) Well, Babs chairman Peter Cookson confirmed to me that his organisation has absolutely no intention of trying to run a women's chorus competition. He also told me that he sees the decision by Babs to welcome female singers as crucially different from that taken by the BHS. The fundamental difference between BHS and what's happening with in the UK is BHS excluded female membership. They had to change their constitution to allow female membership. That was not the position with Babs. We have always allowed female membership. The difference has been all we have done is create a mixed chorus competition. This is about a mixed chorus competition, not changing our constitution. What it is, says Peter, is a pragmatic response to changing circumstances. At the same time, we were trying to attract youth into the organisation, and a lot of the youth organisations, particularly in the universities, were mixed organisations. So we, if they were going to become members of the association, we had a bit of a problem because their constitutions didn't fit where we, we sat. So there was a couple of drivers. One is just reflecting the appetite for mixed harmony singing and also looking at our constitution to accommodate mixed groups. One, two. You're along the street or you're at a party or else you're alone and then you suddenly dig and in someone's eyes you suddenly realise that this could be the start of something big. something big. And this is the mixed group which won the Mixed Voice Chorus Contest at Babs in 2018. Momentum described themselves on their Facebook page as a group of barbershoppers excited by the rise in mixed singing, spicing up the 2018 Mixed Contest Chorus at Babs with a scratch chorus not to be missed. All true, no doubt, but it turns out this is not quite the kind of mixed chorus that Babs is now hoping to foster. From this last competition, there are two categories. Uh, If you look at Southern a cappella, that was an existing club which had a number of years' track record but didn't belong to any association at all. So suddenly Babs is now offering a a home for them to be a member of. Momentum, in contrast, is what you could perhaps unfairly describe or has been described as a pop-up chorus where a chorus that comes together with a collection of people for just the, the short term for a competition. Now, there's nothing technically to prevent that happening in the, the male-only competition as well. Uh, but that necessarily doesn't fit in with the anticipated format and spirit of the competition. So we're wanting, really, what we're looking for is trying to stimulate long-term stable mixed groups in just the same way as we have the single gender. So long-term mixed clubs rather than these pop-up mixed clubs of, 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 of rather good singers that sometimes come together? Yeah, that would be our aspiration. In future, all competing mixed choruses will have to come from Babs clubs, while individual singers will have to be members of either Babs, Labs or Sweet Adelines. For its first three years, the contest was open to non-barbershop singers and groups. Mark Grindle thinks that it's a pity that these have now been excluded. Originally, the intention was to open the doors to uh, mixed a cappella groups already existing who wanted to compete 
in a barbershop contest and that meant obviously that they wouldn't be members of BAB so the contest was held outside that basic structure at convention weekend um, and the, in fact the initial uh, judging format was much more of a festival format. I'm just not convinced that making all members of a mixed chorus be a member of BAB's, LAB's or Sweet Adeline's because those are the three options basically if you want to compete. Um, since BABs are giving members of the ladies' organisations free membership of BABs if they're already bona fide members. So it kind of makes me wonder why they're forcing people who may only compete in this one contest, this may be their only contact with the barbershop world. And those courses are now faced with a bit of a, a bit of an administrative and financial headache. So why did Babs decide to go it alone with the Mixed Chorus Contest? The Mixed Quartet competition is, after all, administered through Barbershop in Harmony, a group which includes all three British barbershop organisations. Why couldn't the Mixed Chorus Contest be run in the same way? Well, technically, to actually rotate the contest in the way we have, and even with the quartet competition, rotating the contest isn't practically that easy because of the timing of our conventions. You have a six-month interval, then you have an 18-month interval before the different competitions. The other thing is actually accommodating the way they've been run to date to accommodate and run a, um, a mixed chorus competition, which now could have three or 400 people attending, isn't something you can do on an informal basis. And bearing in mind that Barbershop in Harmony has no formal structure, it has no financial assets for booking event halls and so on, it has to be run on the back of something else at present. And we're looking now at a scale which isn't easily done, in fact isn't practical, with an informal structure. That doesn't mean to say things might evolve in the the long term, but it's one step at a time. We're, We're in a pragmatic world, and to move it further forward... We took this next step of formalising that one competition. Things could well change in the future. In the short term, it might look to some people as though you have weakened Barbershop in Harmony. It was set up as a bridge between the three British Barbershop organisations so they could work together. Surely by doing this, you've rather weakened that bridge, haven't you? Uh, No, not at all, because the Barbershop in Harmony is a collaboration to do whatever we want to do. Um, people will remember the show at the Palladium, which was an event. We've run marketing events together. We're planning an education event together. The fact we've run the Mixed Quartet competition is only one project at the moment. The, the three associations can take on any barbershop project that they want to do, which doesn't necessarily jeopardise any of the individual institutions. So is the future of mixed-voice barbershop singing now settled? What will happen as the number of choruses grow? Here's Deborah Lamble from Labs. I honestly cannot tell you what's going to happen in the future. Um, it's, it's becoming more and more popular because it is a completely different way of singing and it's a completely different sound. And I myself thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I took part in the Everyone in Harmony chorus when I was in Orlando, which was everybody from everywhere basically all singing together and it was it was a lovely experience it really was and that's what prompted me to start up a mixed quartet so it is going to become an issue um as it gets bigger and as more people want to do it deborah's mixed quartet is called madness by the way the name m-a-double-d comes from the initials of the four singers suggs apparently is not involved. Over at Region 31, Elaine Hamilton has her own personal view on how the growing appetite for mixed voice singing might one day be accommodated. In the future, 
my view would be it would be great to see mixed voice chorus and quartet competitions as their own entity and running their own convention because at the moment they're they're kind of pinned on um, to our established conventions and and I don't know whether that actually gives them the platform that that really they deserve because it's it's a huge amount of work for whoever's involved in in any of those things um so i think i don't think it jeopardizes barbershop in harmony at all i think barbershop in harmony is uh, strong and we continue to meet uh, on a fairly regular basis and indeed we're we're looking to possibly do something together as an education event possibly in 2020 and um, i know that seems far away but um sweet airlines have got ies next year so that's a big thing going to happen anyway and we don't want to give people too many choices then they can't do anything you know <laughs> it, it, it's interesting that you say that because uh, again babs while while there are nine or ten choruses babs can can, can uh, accommodate that within their own convention for mixed choruses but if there were to be 20 mixed choruses i should imagine babs would have a bit of a difficulty staging it i agree and and you know i think um, if you're interested in mixed voice barbershop singing then that would be a lovely problem to have and it, I think it would be like I say, I think my my vision would be for it to be a standalone event, not tagged onto Babs Labs or Sweet Adeline's already established conventions um, and I think we just have to wait and see how, how much interest there is how much growth there is um, and then you know we'll get together as separate entities and discuss how we're going to help help everybody with it and how we're going to progress it in the future. This year's mixed chorus winners momentum with appropriately enough this could be the start of something big uh, for those who are interested i will put up on soundcloud the full interviews with deborah lamble elaine hamilton and peter cookson uh, for you to hear over the next few days and incidentally both labs and sweet adelines have been down to see the ladies of the new harmony corporation chorus in sussex uh, both groups say that they would welcome them as full members should they ever wish to join and perhaps compete. Uh, you're listening to Harmony UK Podcast. Let's have a quick tag.
Now this is very exciting. I'm on a street corner at Euston Square in central London waiting to meet a couple of members of my chorus and then we're off to a medical conference. Uh, Don't worry, we're not ill, but the doctors and nurses at this conference are very keen to find out what music and in particular singing can do for them as they try to maintain their own health in a profession where working conditions can be difficult and stressful. This is about the fact that doctors and also nurses and other health professionals suffer from much higher rates of mental illness than the general population and actually have higher rates of suicide. But for various reasons, their mental health needs are ignored. Part of it is the fact that the public can't accept that doctors have mental illness, but also part of it that's inbuilt in doctors as you train, that you should just get on with it. So as somebody that's been running a sick doctor service for 10 years, it was about really trying to make public and trying to raise the profile of mental illness in doctors, which I think is the last taboo. This is Dr Claire Gerarda, a GP and the founder of a confidential advice service for doctors concerned about their own mental health, and one of the organisers of this annual conference known as Wounded Healer. My service, Practitioner Health Programme, was set up following the tragic suicide of a, a young psychiatrist who had just uh, had a baby. Her baby was three months old, and before she kills herself, she also kills her three-month-old baby, And it was the inquiry that followed their deaths that led really to the funding to be found for doctors to have a special service called the Practitioner Health Service, which is the one I've been running for the last decade. So how did Close Harmony singing with two songs to learn and a workshop for the 300 participants end up on the conference agenda? Well, the idea came from Dr Ewan Roberts. He's a radiologist working at the Sheffield Children's Hospital. He's also a barbershop singer who spends his Tuesday nights on the risers with members of the gold medal winning Babs Chorus, Hallmark of Harmony. I've just brought here the gift that I get given when I go to sing with Hallmark on a Tuesday night. And it's inspirational when I go. The sense of brotherhood, community is phenomenal and when I I got the invite to oh come and have a look at do you want to come to our conference to to attend they're talking about lots of things to do with mental health in in the medical profession and there's not a mention of singing there's resilience there's mindfulness there's all sorts of other things which we can talk about so it was really a case of offering them what I get given on a Tuesday night. To help him, Ewan has recruited one barbershop musical director, uh, we'll meet her in just a moment, and a number of his fellow singers from the medical profession, including Jonathan Hobbs and Tom Ridge. We have, over the years, run the uh, medics choir at the uh, University of Sheffield. And what, what is the importance of singing to a conference like this? Well, I mean, this conference is all about the well-being of doctors and uh, medical practitioners. And um, we believe, and and Ewan Roberts, who's uh, invited us here, believes that that could be a huge force for good in the NHS and brings people together. In a sense, it's uh, fostering a sense of community between individuals who would never normally get together but are brought together by the singing, hopefully, and we'll have a chance to have a conversation about that later and maybe use that to break the ice. Now, this is somebody I know because you stand in front of me and wave your arms every Monday evening. Pippa Goodall, director of Capital Chorus, also directing this workshop. What are you going to be doing? 
What am I doing? I'm going to do a quick warm-up, physical and uh, vocal, and then we're going to do the shortest tag known to man, which is uh, This Is A Tag. And then we're just going to focus on one of the songs called Lean On Me, which is pretty appropriate for Wounded Healer workshops. It's for a group of doctors. I'm, I'm a little nervous, if I'm being honest, but I think it should be okay. Because uh, the sample that they did this morning apparently went down very well, so fingers crossed. I think we're all looking forward to it. Good luck. Thank you. One, so it is a pattern. One, one, two, one, one, two, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, three, two, one, one, two, three, four, five, four, three, two. Can you see where it's going? <laughs> yeah. One, let's start there. Any octave? Two, three. I'm Stella Harris, I'm one of the delegates at the uh, conference. And, and what branch of medicine do you normally work in? Occupational medicine. And you were singing, I understand, this afternoon. You were certainly singing along with Gusto just now. Yes, yes, we had a, a lovely practice um, in the lunch hour. Uh, a big group of us, actually. And a fabulous lady who normally leads the barbershop choir um, gave us a little bit of a run-through of Lean On Me and we're going to sing it tomorrow morning. And, um, and everybody's also going to sing You'll Never Walk Alone all together as well. Is this a normal kind of thing for a conference like this? I've never come across it before. It's fabulous, though. Absolutely fantastic. Brings a lot of joy, a lot of togetherness and um, working together and getting to know each other easily. Um, it was it was terrific and a nice sense of achievement and relaxation and it was great. You were singing this afternoon, what did you think of it? I really, really enjoyed myself. Coming from Cornwall, we have a really big history of singing as part of our tradition and culture, and it just took me right back to my, my roots and my, my family, which is really nice. Have you sung in a choir before then? I have. I sang quite a lot when I was at school, and then when I was at medical school, I was also in a choir and in some musicals. So I've dabbled, but then as an adult, I've stopped doing all of those things. And I've been doing teaching sessions for doctors and postgraduates, and we've talked about the things that support their well-being. Music, singing is something that comes up very frequently as something that is uplifting and enjoyable and takes them away from their stresses of their job. So absolutely, I think that's a great suggestion. Do they have the time to do it, though? Because th th there is more pressure all the time, isn't there, from, 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 from government, from patients, from the general expectations of the population at large? Of course. I think um, if you're going to be a doctor and you're going to want to have some work-life balance, you have to be more flexible in the way that you apply that. So you can't go to every single choir rehearsal, which means you probably can't do it to a massively high level. You're going to have to have realistic expectations about what you're doing with your extracurricular activities. But I think, you know, medics is one of those things where you think, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a run, I could do a marathon, or I could be an Olympian. Actually, we need to adjust our expectations for some of the things we do outside of work, that we're just doing them because we love them and we enjoy them, and that should be good enough for us. 
Also there, among the singers at that lunchtime workshop, was the conference organiser, Dr Claire Gerarda. So what did she make of it? Having been a participant on the workshop, and for the first time ever, really being taught how to sing, but also seeing the impact of being in a group, singing the same tune, and it sounds bizarre, but singing the same tune, albeit in three parts, and feeling so wonderful about it, and we... At the earlier stages of this conference, uh, Ewan made us sing one line, one line of a song, one line. And somebody then tweeted that they started to cry. And for the first time ever, they felt somebody was looking after them. And that was after one line. Now, can you imagine how desperate doctors are if just one line of a, a song sung together makes them feel part of something? So... Actually, I think singing is very important, but I'd never really thought about it till today. I wonder if it's something that the NHS is starting to wake up to. I mean, we, there are NHS choirs these days. Aren't they? The, the, the one in Lewisham is, is, is very famous. It got to number one. Absolutely, the one in Lewisham got to number one. And I think the NHS is thinking about it, but on a personal level, I'd never thought about joining a choir. I'm now thinking about joining a choir and uh, thinking, well, if that's the way that I'm going to be stay healthy... What a fun, f- fantastic way to do so. The wheels on the bus go round and round all day long. The radiologist on the bus says no, 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 no. And judging by this impromptu singing session at an evening get-together, many of those present were only too keen to have some fun with their newfound singing skills. Dr Ewan Roberts hopes that the experience will have encouraged doctors to support one another rather than keeping their difficulties with their work to themselves. In time, he says, he hopes that what he's doing can help to begin to change the culture within the NHS. A lot of the conversations that have happened today are about emotional suppression, about denial of what goes on inside you as a medical practitioner, about denial, and they are ways that people react in order to cope. And it works in the sense that people can put stuff away and uh, and never have to revisit it. It's clear that the the demands on medical practitioners in this day and age means that's not going to work for very much longer. We're seeing young doctors burn out and perhaps in a a separate conversation I say that barbershop can save the NHS culture eats strategy for breakfast the culture of barbershop is one that I want to engage with it's a different culture to the NHS what we have to do is to try and bring the attitudes that I witness at the chorus and in and around Hallmark it's that culture that is possible in the NHS it just doesn't happen to exist at the minute
medical practitioners in fine voice at that wounded healer conference and uh, the very best of luck to Dr Ewan Roberts from Hallmark of Harmony as he tries to bring some of the culture of barbershop harmony uh, into the National Health Service. Well it is true what Ewan says, we do all rely for support and inspiration on our various choruses. It's a Monday night, I'm with uh, to my mind the best barbershop chorus in the entire world, Capital Chorus. Uh, I might be a little bit biased because I've been singing with these guys for, for 10 years, you may have your own ideas but um, I am looking for some inspiration guys to help with introducing this uh, this next item what, 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 what sort of enjoyment, enjoyment. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you camaraderie yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it is about camaraderie it's about floating about on a boat this next item uh, doing lots of singing uh, maybe having a bit of fun in the sun one or two beers as well we, we got any songs in the rep that might that might fit that bit I can think of one yeah Yes, yeah, go on then. Drunken yeah, Saint. Please. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> yes. What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? A lie in the morning. Way head up she rises, way head up she rises, way head up she rises, a lie in the morning. Put him in the long boat until he's sober. Put him in the long boat until he's sober. Put him in the Yes, we're wafting you on wings of song, as it were, away from the winter chill to the sun-kissed, foam-flecked, deep blue waters of the eastern Caribbean, to set sail on a ship full of salty singers, serenading and sipping pina coladas. Hang on, it's, it's always a bit too much. Yeah, all right then. Uh, The basics here are that the Americans have been holding Harmony Cruises now for some time. And for the first time at the start of 2020, we are being invited along too. Uh, The organisers are Joe Ceruti, best known as the musical director of the Alexandria Harmonisers, and for his outreach work with the Barbershop Harmony Society, and the world-renowned performance coach Cindy Hansen-Ellis. Between them, they've arranged for some top-class UK barbershop talent to offer the benefits of their skills and experience on this cruise. And on the line from her home in Michigan, Cindy has been telling me more. Joe Cerruti and I have done a number of these in the United States. And when I talked to him, he said, well, let's just go for some of the top groups that are active and, you know, in in England right now. So I said, well, what about Finest Hour and what about Sally McLean? And so after talking to both of them, they were ecstatic and said, this would go over amazingly well. So I said, well, let's make it happen. So you have uh, a Babs gold medal winning quartet, fabulous sound from Finest Hour. Sally McLean, of course, who is the director of the White Rosettes, arguably uh, the best female chorus in this country at the moment, and indeed for many years, a hugely successful chorus. What are they going to be doing aboard this ship? So we've got a couple of things happening. Probably the highlight of the entire cruise, and I'll give that away first, is that we have been asked to do a 90-minute show on the cruise ship in the main theater. So everybody who attends this cruise will be part of that show. And so leading up to that, the week of the cruise, we will have Harmony at Sea classes, like a little mini, well, I say a mini Harmony College, but since your Harmony College lasts about three days, this is going to be eight days of education and singing and music and all of that type of stuff. So what we do is we have a cruise chorus that we put together. All of the music is available online on our website. 
Once you register, you get access to that. Joe Cerruti, Sally, Finest Hour, and myself will all be doing classes. So if you want to use this as an educational event, we can justify that. And I say get your chorus to send you or bring your entire chorus because we will be able to put your chorus on our cruise show. So it's got a lot of pieces to it, and I'm not sure where you want me to start. <laughs> well, let's let's take this idea of an entire chorus going on a cruise. Does, does that happen in the States? Well, usually we get probably anywhere from 50 to 60% of some choruses that go. They set it up as an event. Um, some choruses here in the States will do like a retreat weekend, and so they've chosen to go on a cruise uh, instead of doing their retreat weekend. And then they get coaching by the coaches and the faculty that are on the cruise ship for the whole week. And all of the coaching is absolutely free. All you have to do is come on the cruise and the coaching is free, the classes are free. Obviously it's built into your package so we can cover all of our ASCAP fees and music fees, but none of the faculty get paid. They all come just because they want to do it. The cruise line, of course, gives us a little bit of a kickback, and we use that to help offset the cruise for our faculty. I dreamed last night I got on the boat to heaven And by some chance I had brought my dice along And there I stood and I hollered someone faint but the passengers, they knew right from wrong, right from wrong. For the people said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. People all said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. And the devil will drag you under by the sharp propel of your ticket cost. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Sit down, you're rocking the boat, rocking the boat, rocking the boat. I'm just wondering as well whether you're also looking for other quartets. You have Finest Hour there. Are you looking for quartets who might want to uh, to appear on a show for people who are maybe at a loose end for a week or so? Absolutely. We love that. We, usually when we do this, we have anywhere between about 120 and our largest cruise has been 600. So we get quite a few people on these cruises. So we're shooting to have about two to 300 on this one. And any quartet that wants to come can get coaching for free. Any quartet that wants to come can go on the show and be on the show. And I even suggest if you've always wanted to sing with a number of people and never had a chance to put them in a quartet because they've been in other quartets, this might be your chance to just have a cruise ship quartet for a week-long event and put those people together you've always wanted to sing with for this event. I got rhythm, I got music, I got my gal who could ask for anything more. I got daisies in green pastures, I got my gal who could ask for anything, anything more. It does sound very exciting, and you've, you've likened it a little bit to Harmony College, but I'm guessing that at a chorus retreat or at Harmony College, everybody is concentrating on singing all the time. I would imagine on a ship, a cruise ship, that you 
would have other distractions as well. Perhaps the atmosphere is slightly different from that sort of educational event. Well, you know, that's that's a wonderful comment, John, in that you're absolutely right. What we try to do is balance the crews so that we are only doing rehearsals or scheduled events when we're at sea. So that anytime we're at a port, you are absolutely free to go do any of the excursions or go and, you know, travel with your friends and family. We have a lot of family that come on these things, too, because it's quite a fancy event. And people say, well, let's just bring our whole entire family. So we very often have full families that go and we adjust the schedule so that you can do as little or as much singing events as you want. And it does sound like a pretty fancy event. There's a cocktail party, a huge ocean-going afterglow following that show, uh, which will be performed before an audience of almost 2,000 passengers. I'm told that music, coaching and drinks are all included in the price of $1,290, US dollars, uh, which, as I'm recording in December 2018, is just under £1,000. So, where to get more details? If you go to our Facebook page at Harmony at Sea 2020, the, the link to the entire website is on there. And it gives you a breakdown by cabin prices, uh, details about the faculty, um, a day-to-day calendar itinerary of what will happen every day. So we have a full-blown website out there right now that tells you how to register and those types of things. So... Um, we also just if you just so you know when when you register with us for this amazing cruise, when we get your email address, you go into a um, like a database for us, and we send you newsletters that say, "Make sure your passport is updated," and we give you a step by step how to make this a really successful vacation cruise, um, and make sure you've got all of the pieces. We we've done this long enough to know that we want to make it real simple for people so it's not a difficult process. I got sweet dreams. I got my gal who could ask for anything more. Who could ask for anything more than music, more than rhythm, more than my gal. Who could ask for anything more Who, indeed? Uh, finest hour there, who will be aboard that very special cruise ship with Sally McLean, director of the White Rosettes, uh, Joe Ceruti and Cindy Hansen. It all happens, as you heard, in February 2020. And for more information, search on Facebook for Harmony at Sea 2020. Uh, the website also comes up on a Google search. And I will also add a link to the website to the Harmony UK podcast page on Facebook. And that's it for 2018. Many thanks for your support throughout the year. I hope you'll join me for more podcasts in 2019, reflecting the exciting world of British barbershop harmony singing. Thanks especially to my fellow singers and friends at West London's Capital Chorus for lending their voices and helping out with this edition. And as it's the season of goodwill, the Capital Chorus will be singing us out under Pippa's direction with a seasonal favourite embellished with a little flavour of London life. From them, from me, John Beasley, to you. Thanks for listening, and... Bum, 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 bum.